This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. And we do appreciate those of you who are watching today. We may have those watching for the first time, and may I welcome you. Today on our telecast, we want to talk about a subject entitled, Not Ashamed. Not Ashamed. I hope that you'll stay tuned. This is a Bible subject. It may sound a little strange to you, but it is a Bible subject. Now today on our telecast, we continue to offer the free Bible correspondence course that we have made known in the past, and we want to make it available to each and every one of you today, especially those of you who have not been watching Getting to Know Your Bible. You may not be aware of it, and so in order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive the free course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to turn now to the book of Romans and I want to turn to the first chapter of Romans and began reading in the 14th verse, and I'll read through verse 17. I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. In these verses are found the three I am passages of the Apostle Paul. First of all, Paul says, I am a debtor. Paul felt that he was in debt to so many for so much. He was in debt to God. He was in debt to his brethren. You and I, likewise, are debtors. We owe so much to many people. We are debtors to those who fought for our freedom in America. We are debtors to those who helped nurture us in our days of youth. We are debtor to, debtors to those who may have shared the message of Jesus Christ with us. Paul said, I am a debtor. And then secondly, Paul said, I am ready to preach the gospel. He said, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. 
and at all times and under all circumstances, we should be ready to preach the gospel. At no time should we ever cease our enthusiasm for the preaching of the gospel. But third, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And I would hope that you're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I would hope that you're not ashamed of the Christ of the gospel. I hope that you're not ashamed of the simple message there is in the gospel. I am not ashamed. I'd like for us to focus our thinking primarily upon verse 16, which says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And so I want us to think about those words for just a few minutes. I am not ashamed. I would suggest to you that there are things of which we ought to be ashamed. We ought to be ashamed of negligence in the living of the Christian life. If I'm speaking to someone now who, who is negligent in the living of the Christian life. We ought to be ashamed of that. The question is posed in the second chapter of Hebrews, verse 3, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? And the answer is there's no escape. So if you've been negligent in the living of the Christian life, careless in the living of the Christian life, we ought to be ashamed of that. We ought to be ashamed of childish behavior. And Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And sometimes people act like children. They pout if they do not get their way. They are selfish, envious. All of those are childish traits. We need to put that away. We ought to be ashamed of it. We, we also ought to be ashamed of disrespect for things that are of a, a sacred nature. We ought to be ashamed of our disrespect of God. There is so much disrespect shown toward God today. You think of those who use the name of God in such a careless loose, disrespectful manner today. You can hardly watch the evening news without someone invoking the name of God in a vain way. We need to show more respect for the, for the Word of God. And we ought to be ashamed when we show disrespect to the Bible. One of the main ways that we show disrespect for it is by not reading it. When I read this book, I'm showing that I have respect not only for God, but I have respect for the book that he gave to me. We need to have respect for worship. And some do not respect it enough to attend it. We ought to be ashamed of disrespect. And there are those that disrespect their parents. I may be speaking to some young boy or girl right now who is having difficulty at home. And the main problem is disrespect. 
You're not showing proper respect for your parents. Your parents are wiser than you. They've been down the road ahead of you and they know where the pitfalls are. They know where the curves are in the road. They know how to help you prevent problems in your life. And if you're showing disrespect, you ought to be ashamed of that. And we ought to be ashamed of open sins of wickedness and rebellion. But it's an unfortunate thing that some are not ashamed of their conduct. Jeremiah 6.13 asked, were they ashamed when they committed abomination? And the answer was, no, they were not ashamed. Neither could they blush. And it is a sad state of affairs when people have become so hardened and calloused in sin that they no longer can blush or be embarrassed. Yes, there are some things of which we ought to be ashamed. But we should never, ever be ashamed of the gospel. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. The late T.B. Larimore said, we ought to be afraid to be ashamed and ashamed to be afraid of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But why should we never be ashamed of the gospel? Well, we ought never, never be ashamed of the gospel because of its power. Paul said in Romans 1.16 that it's the power of God to save. It's God's dynamite, if you please. It's the power to change lives. In Romans, the sixth chapter, in the first few verses of that chapter, Paul talks about how one becomes a Christian. And we, we become Christians by dying to sin in our lives, Romans Chapter 6 and verse 2, How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And so we die to sin. That is, we repent of our sins. Then verse 3 says that we are buried with Christ in baptism, baptized into Christ, baptized into His death. And so just like Jesus was buried in a grave, we are buried in a watery tomb. We're buried in the waters of baptism. Then just uh, as Jesus was resurrected, we arise to walk in the newness of life, thus obeying a likeness of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. Now listen to verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. You see, there's power in the gospel to change our life and to do away with the old and give us the new. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in the 17th verse, the apostle explained that if a man is in Christ, he is a new creature, that old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. The power to save people is not in a person. It is not in a program. The power is in the gospel. And that's the reason that we need to be preaching the gospel today. That's the reason we have getting to know your Bible is because the power is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we ought never to be ashamed of it. 
We should never be ashamed of the gospel because of its provision. It is the power of God unto salvation. You see, a man who obeys the gospel has been delivered from sin. He that is dead is freed from sin, Romans chapter 6 and verse number 7. And this provision is for everyone. Everyone is subject to the gospel. And everyone who obeys the gospel can be delivered from sin. That is, they can have salvation. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, that is, to everyone. And in Acts, the second chapter, on the day of Pentecost, after Peter had told the people to repent and be baptized for the remission of their sins, he said, for the promises unto you and to all of your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This is a provision of salvation for every individual in the world. If all men would obey it, all men could be saved. You see, God is not a respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him, Acts 10, verse 34, verse 35. Titus chapter 2 and 11 says, The grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared unto all men. So all men have access to the gospel. They have the uh, uh, opportunity of obeying the gospel. Of course, all men will not, unfortunately. But you see, the gospel is God's power. And I ought not to never be ashamed of it. And I'm not ashamed of it because it's provision of salvation for everyone. But I ought never be ashamed of the gospel because of its provider. The provider is Jesus. This is the the gospel of Christ. It's the message about Jesus. He is the provider. And he's the provider of the salvation that the gospel will bring once it is obeyed. Hebrews 5, 8, and 9 reads, Though we were a son, yet learned the obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all of them that obey him. I'll never be ashamed of the gospel because of its provider, and that's Jesus. And I should never be ashamed of the gospel because of its prospect. What is the overall prospect of the gospel? And the prospect is everlasting life. Listen to John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And obedience to the gospel brings the hope of everlasting life. Jesus said, go preach the gospel, Mark 16, 15. In the 16th verse he said, he that believeth believes what? believes the gospel, and is baptized, shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Never, ever 
be ashamed of the gospel. And inasmuch as we are not ashamed of the gospel, there are certain things connected with the gospel of which we should never be ashamed. For instance, we should never, ever be ashamed to suffer for the gospel's sake. In 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 16, Peter there wrote, If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. So if you suffer as a Christian, don't ever be ashamed. The Apostle Paul suffered as a Christian. In 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, beginning in the 24th verse and reading down about the 28th verse, Paul talked about the various ways that he suffered as a Christian. He was stoned. He was in, a ship, ship, he was in shipwreck. He had spent a night and a day in the deep. He was in perils everywhere he went. Paul suffered as a Christian. And that not ought to be something that should be a surprise to a Christian because according to Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and 10, Paul said, I endure all things for the elect's sake. In other words, I'm willing to suffer. Why? That they may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. So never be ashamed for hard times that come to you because you're Christian. Someone may belittle you because you believe in God and believe the Bible. You may be a college student. And you may have a professor who would belittle you, mock you, make fun of you, even before the class, because you believe in God. But count it all joy when you fall into divers trials and temptations, James 1 verse 2. You should never be ashamed, never ever be ashamed to suffer for the gospel. Never be ashamed to be a servant of the gospel. One of the chief ways that Paul described himself was a servant. For example, when he started the book of Philippians, in chapter 1 and verse 1, he wrote, Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to the saints which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Paul styled himself as a servant, actually a bond servant, more literally a slave. Many people do not like to see themselves like that. They do not want to be indebted to anyone. They do not want to be considered to be the servant or the slave of anyone. But that's the way Paul saw himself. Have you ever wondered what it takes to really be great in life? To really be great in life, you have to be willing to serve other people. To be a servant of the Lord. Jesus said, he that will be the greatest among you, let him be the servant of all. In Matthew 20, 28, he said, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, 
but to minister. You see, as a preacher of the gospel, I'm not to be concerned about what people can do for Billy, that people can help me, the weight on me. My chief concern should be what can I do to help suffering humanity. Jesus was a servant. He came into the world as a servant. In Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says he emptied himself in the form of a servant. Jesus did not come into the world to be waited on hand and foot. Rather, Jesus went about doing good, according to Acts chapter 10 and verse number 38. And because I believe in the gospel, and because I'm not ashamed of the gospel, I'm not going to be ashamed to be a servant of the gospel. Some people would serve if the position they were given would put them in the limelight. You know, they'd be like to be in the limelight. But suppose you asked, gave them a broom and asked them to sweep the floor. They, they would be insulted because, you see, they're not willing to do something that's menial like that. But they want the limelight. A person like that does not have a servant heart. We need to have the heart of a servant. Never be ashamed to be a servant. I've heard some stories, and these are true stories, about uh, men who were very professional in their lives, maybe doctors, lawyers, engineers, people who are highly trained professional people. And they're women just exactly like that. And they roll up their sleeves when it comes to the work of the Lord. And they do things that are some of the most menial tasks that one could find in the kingdom. And they're not ashamed to do that because they see themselves not as being in charge. They see themselves as being submissive to the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and they are his servant. Never be ashamed to serve other people. In Isaiah the 6th chapter, Isaiah said, Here, my Lord, send me. Isaiah could have said, Lord, why don't you just send somebody else? Use somebody else that has more time on their hands, Lord. But no, Isaiah said, Lord, I want you to use me. But then again, never be ashamed to live worthy of the gospel. And that's so valuable, that's so important. In Philippians 1, the Bible says, Only let your conduct be as it becomes the gospel. You may know the Bible from one end to the other. You may be able to quote great long portions of Scripture. You may be able to talk about the Bible for hours. But the question is, do you live it? Do you live it? There may be good meals in a garbage can because some people throw away more food than some have to eat. But who would want to go and dig a meal out of a garbage can and eat it? Now, I know that there are some people that are so impoverished that they might be willing to do that. But not many people are willing to do that. You see, you may know the Bible, but if you're not living in keeping with it, no one's going to listen to you when you talk about it. You see, it's easy to talk the talk but there, there is the need for you to walk the walk. Live worthy of the gospel. And don't ever be ashamed to do it. 
That means that you may have to go against the tide. You may have to go against culture. You may have to go against the crowd to live worthy of the gospel. Paul said, be worthy of the gospel. Our Lord said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. But then again, never be ashamed to defend the gospel. And it needs defending. In Philippians 1.17, Paul there said, I am set for the defense of the gospel. Now that doesn't mean that we need to be ready at a moment's notice to start arguing about the Bible. I refuse to argue about the Bible with anyone. I will discuss it and I will defend the truths that are found therein. We ought to be ready to defend the, the Bible against perversion because sometimes it is perverted. Paul in Galatians 1 said there are those that would pervert the gospel of Christ. That means they change it into something that it never was intended to say. We need to defend the gospel against misrepresentation. We need to defend the gospel at all times. Never be ashamed to defend it. Stand up for truth. The church is to be the pillar and the ground of the truth. 1 Timothy 3.15 And never be ashamed of the simplicity of the gospel. The gospel is not some complicated scheme. It's a relatively simple message. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You, you tell me what's complicated about that. That's just as simple as one, two, three. He that believeth one is baptized two shall be saved number three. And men can explain it away. Some even say that verse ought not to even be in the Bible. But the fact is, it is in the Bible. And Jesus said what he meant, and Jesus meant what he said. And we should never be ashamed of the simple message there is in the, in the Bible. Never, ever be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for watching today. And in the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. You'll find people who believe the gospel, preach the gospel, hold up the gospel as the banner of Christ. And also right now, call for the free Bible correspondence course. It could be the single greatest thing you've ever done for yourself. Do it right now in the closing moments. I want to thank you again for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, 
Summerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles.